0: This is the weekly podcast from San Jacinto, Assembly of God in Amarillo, Texas. We believe that God desires for all people in all ages to experience Him in a real way, and we pray this message inspires and encourages you in your walk with Him. If you'd like to learn more about our church or connect with us, visit us online at sjag.church. Now here's this week's message. Word of God tells us in 2 Peter, chapter 3, verse 1, it said, Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, or second letter, in both of which I stir up your minds, or your pure minds, by the way, of reminders. Peter started this chapter out with a reminder. He starts to share what he has already shared, had been shared, something that he had already spoke to them about, and... So he starts out that chapter with that, and by doing this and having that reminder, by doing it, it helps him, helps them to remember and also to retain the things of God. Many are thankful for reminders in your life. Man, it's kind of hard not to live life without reminders. If you've got a doctor's appointment, they text you four times, call you twice two times to let you know about your appointment, text back yes if you're coming or no if you're not. I thank the Lord for that because, I mean, literally, I have missed doctor appointments, Reminders about school events or your children playing, your grandkids playing. So it's a good thing to be reminded every now and then about the things that we have going on. You know, I read through the Bible every year, not to say that I've read it and some great accomplishment, but... I read through the Bible every year to get to get the Bible in me and then it becomes part of me to be reminded of the things I've read in the past so every year I'll read through and I love reading through, I love Genesis especially reading through the stories and, and getting, you know, I'm in Exodus right now I believe somewhere around in there in Luke in the New Testament but I do that to get things in my mind and to remind me of things in the Bible so it's always staying in my thought life and think, standing in the way I live. The Word of God is powerful, and I think it's good for us to re- be reminded of the Word. So reminders are a good thing in our life. So right at six months ago, let me can you remember what you were doing six months ago. Okay. Right at six months ago, I preached a message titled, Refreshing Our Vision. And I put forth the new vision statement of saying connecting, teaching, and engaging all people, all ages for Christ. And in that preaching of that, I shared four words that were intended to help us accomplish this new vision statement. And those four words were gather. Remember, I couldn't remember them last week, so I thought I better preach a message on them. Were grow. Or gather, grow, give, and go. Oliver said you should wear that shirt preaching this morning. I just don't feel comfortable preaching like this in a t-shirt, so I'm just going to hold it up for you. But these four words are, are the words that I were talking about, and the, the, they have been now displayed in the foyer on the walls in two different places for quite some time. But however, do you know that, however, you know, words that do not transmit a special meaning in our minds move us very little. Words that do not transmit a special meaning. So you can wear this shirt and if you really don't know what it's about, it doesn't do you any good. You're going to have somebody ask you a question in a Walmart and say, what's that about? You go, I don't know, the church is doing it. <laughs> so it's important to understand that words can move and, and have those, you know, I was in a place just last week, I was there with the, taking the church van there and, and I was there close to six o'clock and they closed at six o'clock. And the two words, quitting time, seemed to motivate everybody in the building. They were all going 90 miles an hour from point A, point B to try to get the doors closed and everything rounded up. They could barely wait on me because they were so motivated by those two words, quitting time. I tell you, it gave me a whole new faith in believing that there is a resurrection from the dead to life at quitting time. Stick around and you can see it. We have a little grand dog. Her name's Roxy. That we cannot say certain things in front of her. I've been instructed because I'm usually the, the one that violates everything. We can't say treat in front of her. Because if we say the word treat, it changes her personality or dogality, however you say it. But she starts wiggling and all this stuff, and she knows what that word is. That word treat motivates her. Now, another one that will not necessarily motivate her, but she knows what it means when you say bath. She'll go run in somebody else's lap and try to act like you can't see her over there. We probably have the smartest dog in the world. Grand dog, that is. You know, this morning I wanted to take some time and look at these four words that I've mentioned this morning and hopefully give some clarified meaning behind them that will help transmit certain thoughts to help us accomplish our vision statement. That will help us just to accomplish what we're wanting to do at San Jacinto. The first word that I mentioned this morning is gather. Gather. And that word speaks of the fact that we want to gather as believers. It's when we think about the word gather, it needs to be in your mind and in our thoughts as believers. The scripture for that is Hebrews 10.25, and you've heard it a, a hundred times. It says, "...not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more, as you see the day approaching." We need to come together as believers. Together, together as believers. Notice the word says, not forsaking. That means do not neglect that. It's something in that same passage of Scripture says that we need to come together as Christians, come together as believers, come together and be together. It speaks of that. So as we talk about gather, it's talking about gathering as believers. Can I tell you this morning, there's something special about God's people coming together. Amen? How many have watched the Jesus Revolution yet? That's a pretty good show. If you haven't watched it, you need to go see it. But you know, there's something about the presence of the Lord. Young people, they're experiencing as they come together right now in college campuses, they're coming together as believers and they're experiencing something special when God's people come together. I'm not just saying come as believers so that we can all have a good crowd. I'm saying there's something special when God's people get together. Amen. There's something special called the Holy Spirit that moves in the midst of us. The Holy Spirit that moves through us. The Holy Spirit that flows down in the midst of us. I just love the presence of the Lord. Amen. I just love the presence of the Lord. And we've been experiencing a lot of the presence of the Lord lately, and I love that. We've been experiencing it even on our vanguard night on Tuesday night as we come and pray, just a sweet presence of the Lord in this sanctuary. I'm just saying something special happens when we come together. Did you know not only are we in the house, but God is in the house. Come on, we're talking about the one that looked into nothing and spoke something into existence is in the midst of us. When we come together, we have an opportunity to worship our God together in same like spirit. I don't know about you, but the uh, you know I I don't think they would have received my worship much at Walmart or other places if I just broke down on one aisle and started worshiping my God. Everybody looked at me like you're kind of weird. But you know, when we come together, we get to worship God in same like spirit. Amen. We get to come together and, and sing praises unto the Lord. And I don't have to worry about Gunnar thinking, man, Pastor's strange up there. I, I'm just saying because he's got the same problem I got. Amen. He loves Jesus. <laughs> and we get to come together in the name of our King and our Lord and we get to worship our God together when people come together as believers. It's an amazing thing. We have opportunity for the gifts of the Spirit to move among us when we come together. For God to edify and for God to build up. We have opportunity to pray for one another when we come together. To lift up one another's needs and and, and pray that God will meet those needs. We have an opportunity to encourage one another. If I was to ask you this morning, how many have ever been encouraged by another person at church? to raise your hand. I think we'd all just raise our hand up right now and say, I've been encouraged in a church service. I've been encouraged by the Word of God. I've been encouraged by message in tongues and interpretation. I've been encouraged by someone that went up to me and says, I've just got something I need to tell you that the Lord has put up on my heart. And then I've got other people that say, hey, yeah, I know you don't look all that good, but tomorrow you'll look a lot better. That's encouraging to me. But I'm just saying it's a great place to be encouraged, amen, as we come together as believers. We have the opportunity. Here at St. Jacinda, we have plenty of opportunities to come together. I was talking to one of my pastor friends the other day, and he says, you guys are busy over there. And I thought, well, not Really? We have Sunday mornings. We can come together. We have Sunday nights, the first Sunday night. That's this night. We have victory night that we come and praise and worship God. And and then we're going to pray for miracles. We're going to believe God to touch needs. And then the second and the fourth, we have connect groups. And then the third, our regular service of me preaching. and, And we have a regular Sunday night service. Wednesday night, we have adults, things for adults, youth, young people, children. And then we have our department gatherings such as yesterday we had men's breakfast with I think 38 guys there that we ate well had eggs and sausage and gravy and biscuits hallelujah over there yes and then Tim brought a word of God to us that challenged us to, to stay strong through trials and stay strong through tribulations. And see, you didn't think I was taking notes, Tim, but I'm preaching it right now. But I'm just saying it was a good, encouraging time to come together. Amen. The word of God. Coming together as believers. We have online services. How many know we have an online church? I was talking to Sister Mildred the other day, and she said, I'm just so thankful. That I can be part of the church online. And I thank God for that. Online. And then I hear other people that are on vacation say, well, I caught you preaching online. And online's a good thing. And, and we got people that some we don't even know that are watching online and they're part of the church coming together as believers. I thank God for all the opportunities to come together, to gather as believers. See, we should make the gather as much as possible in our lives. We should do that. As much as possible. Now, listen, I know as a pastor, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see you at every event. But I know that's not going to happen. But thank God for all the ones you do attend. Amen? Praise the Lord! There's no such thing as, you know, that... There's only one perfect Christian that makes every event. I disagree with that. Some people's schedules don't allow you to do that. And I get that. I understand that. But thank God for the effort you make together. Amen? And that's what we want to do at San Jacinto. We want to gather together when we have the opportunity and be part of that community. Why do we do that? And the Scripture even tells us this, that we are to encourage each other to come together together. That's what the word exhorting in that passage, that verse says. We are to encourage one another to come together. The word means to invite. You know, a long time ago when there was Sunday school, if you missed Sunday school, they sent you a little card out and said, we missed you in class. That's what this is talking about right here. Encouraging us to come together, to invite. We are to do it in in, in invite, encourage those that may be slacking. We need to do it in love, not condemning them. Amen? I mean, it's hard to make somebody come to church. But we need to do it in love, not in condemnation. Hey, we missed you. I can tell you of a lady that I prayed for for a long time, to get in church, and she finally started getting in church a little bit, and she met this guy that went to our same church, I wasn't pastoring then, but met this guy at that same, that went to the same church, and, and that guy happened to do something on Sunday morning that didn't allow him to be in here on, on Sunday in the regular service, and, and, and so met her, and she, he says, well, we'd love to see you in church. He says, I've been coming on Sunday morning. And then he told her, we don't, I just don't know any small Christians. And that meant Sunday morning only. And you know, when I heard that, it broke my heart. You know, that was the last time she came. I'm telling you, we encourage people to come by love. Amen? Some schedules may not look like yours, but what we want to do, we want to gather as much as we can as believers. As much as we can. I get the rotating shifts and all that, and, and I thank God for those that have them and make their effort to be here. Amen? Praise God. I give the two Sunday check. If you don't make it two Sunday, I usually text you, say, "Hey, we missed you," or reach out to you. Why? Why's the big why? Why do we do this? Why are we gathering? What's the big why? This they say. If you explain the why, then then you know it helps people to understand. Why's the big? What's the big why? Because Jesus is coming soon. That's what the Scripture says, Jesus is coming soon. It says, even so much more as you see that day approaching. How many of you see the day approaching? You see in the signs, you see what's happening in the world and all the one order and all this stuff that's taking place. My friend, I believe, I can't tell you exactly when the Lord's coming, but I believe we're closer today than we were yesterday. Amen. We are going to see the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why are we needing to come together? Why do we gather together? Because He is coming soon. And we want to be ready. The next word is grow in the Lord. Speaks of grow in the Lord. Ephesians 4.15 says this, But speaking the truth... In love, listen to this. We just want to look at the, the verses. It says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ. That we can grow up into Him who is the head. Don't worry, He'll, he'll hold on. I want to read the previous verses to that verse right there just to kind of lead into what it speaks of. It says in verse 11, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Listen to what the church has received these gifts for, and that is for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, who the ministers? No, for the saints to be involved in ministry, it is to equip the saints to become ministers and to be involved in the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children. Listen, toss back and forth. And carry about every wind of doctrine by the trickery of man and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. In other words, it says this, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things. When we talk about grow, The word grow, we're talking about growing in the Lord. To become strong in our faith, strong in our foundation, strong in who we believe He is, strong in who we profess He is, strong in who we confess Him to be, strong in Jesus Christ. Talking about growing. I I believe the reason a lot of people are tossed to and fro from everything is because they have not grown in the Word of God. We can't throw that whole thing. The Bible says go and make disciples. Disciples grow in their relationship with God. And so when we think about that, so when we hear the word grow, it is to grow in the Lord. This is all speaks of maturing in the Lord. Notice it says in all things. That's pretty clear, isn't it? All things. I am to grow in all things. I am to grow in love. I am to grow in forgiving. I am to grow in reconciliation. Come on, I I am to grow in all kinds of different things in my life as I serve the Lord. And believe me this morning, all of us have opportunity to grow. Amen? It's the only good kind of grow there is. To grow in the Lord. To grow in those moments, and sometimes we present that challenge to one another. But it speaks of maturing. It, it, it moved from the bottom rung on the on that spiritual ladder to the next, then to the next, and then to the next, and then to the next. In other words, we got to make those steps upward in our walk with God, to grow with God, to grow in the Lord, and get higher in our knowledge, and also the way we act in life. Talking about growing in the Lord. Jesus did this very thing. Look, as a boy to the age of 12, listen what it says Luke 2, verse 40. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Jesus grew. He grew in his knowledge. He grew in a relationship with, and, and he grew all the way up to the age of twelve. And then he said he was found in the temple, and he was actually teaching some and listening very intently. And he says he told his mother, "Didn't you know I must be about my father's business?" I mean, you know that's pretty good for a young man at twelve. But he grew. He gave us an example that we must also grow. Age twelve and up. Listen what it says after that. When he left the temple, Luke 2, 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom in stature and in favor with God and man. Our Lord had to grow. We have to grow in our walk with God. And, you know, we can grow, start growing at any moment. Amen? How many you had kids like that? You fed them supper the next day, they were already too big for their pants. I never went through a growth spurt like that. We all have those moments, but growing is a natural thing. So when we look at grow, it's to grow in the Lord. How do we do this? By getting the, in the Word and letting the Word get in us to a, that we can be more than just readers, but be doers of the Word. God has equipped and called the church to do just that, is that we help one another grow. This is why we have preaching. This is why we have Sunday school. Listen, someone didn't just dream up Sunday school to get you out of bed an hour earlier on Sunday. Amen. A lot of churches don't even have Sunday school anymore. But Sunday school to me is very critical when it comes to your growth. It's a time of reading the word. It gives you a focus during the week and you get to you come and we get to teach and it's a place. That's why we have Sunday school. We have preaching for growth. We also have Wednesday night Bible study for the such thing, Youth, Royal Rangers, and Impact Girls. Both of those programs on Wednesday night are biblical that will help your children grow. It's growing in the Lord. Important for all of us to grow in the Lord. The next thing as we move quickly is give. Give us something that kind of brings a question mark about. But I want to put this word with it generously. Give generously. The Word of God tells us in Luke chapter six thirty eight, and you've heard the Scripture given, it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over it, and be put into your bosom, for with the same measure that you use it, it will be measured back to you. Speaking of giving and generously is what we're speaking of. Often when I hear this passage of Scripture preached, it is about money. And I imagine if I was to survey you, that's what you most generally heard that passage preached about. But can I tell you today, it's much deeper than just money that's involved in that passage of Scripture. It's a principle verse speaking of reaping and sowing. It's a principle verse. Those verses that are there, they're there from the first of the Bible, and it's all the way through the Bible of reaping and sowing. This was the principle Jesus was using in verse 37 concerning judging and condemning and forgiving. It's the same principle in verse 37. He says, if you judge somebody, you're going to be judged in the same like manner. He says, if you condemn somebody, you're going to be condemned in the same like manner. And if you don't forgive somebody, you're not going to be forgiving yourself. It's the principle of sowing and reaping what what we do in our lives. And if you if you want to have more unforgiveness towards somebody, you're going to receive more unforgiveness in your life. If you want to go around condemning everybody, everybody's going to condemn you. And if you want to go around judging everybody, every little detail criticizes somebody, get ready, because you're going to be criticized. And then he flows from that same principle scripture into verse 37 and or 38, and he says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Do you get it? It's the same principle of sowing and reaping in our life when it comes to things. I don't know about you, but I I I love to I want to I want to put something in there that's gonna be a benefit. Amen. If I plant tomatoes, I want tomatoes. Amen. And I realize it. Now I'm not much of a green thumb and I'm having issues with this thing. It's just cheaper to go buy them down at the grocery store. <laughs> But I, when you put it in there, isn't it, isn't it interesting that we can choose what we sow or reap in our lives? Come on, what kind of fruit? What kind of harvest? What, what what we give makes a difference in how we get things back into our lives. So when we talk about giving, and you think, "Well, he just wants all your money," no, that's not it. When we talk about give on this particular item, it's talking about generously. Let me talk about that just for a moment. We know Christians are to be generous. If anybody in the world is supposed to be generous, it's you and I. We are to be givers. A characteristic feature of his followers should be generosity. We should be known as givers rather than judges. That should be part of our lives, part of our characteristics, is that we should be known as givers. The word generous in itself showing I means showing a readiness to give more of something. It can involve money. It, it can involve those things like that, such as our, our, our money, our possessions, or whatever it may be. But it can also give and, and relate to your time that you give to others. It can relate to that moment where, no, you know, you're the only one that goes by and sees that person. You're generous in your time. You could be doing something else, but you're generous in your time to go by and minister and talk to that person. It's talking about giving of yourself completely for other people. Generous. It's talking about not only that, but, and not only that, but it speaks of kindness toward others. Generosity, generous, being kind to other people. When we're talking about giving, it's more than just money. I know it takes money to make the world go around, but it's a lot more than what we're talking about with the word give. It's talking about a generous spirit about us. A generous spirit to give our time and also to be kind to somebody. Would you agree with me we live in a time that some that the church needs to be kind to people amen need to they need to say well i that I like what they had to say listen there's a man named tolstoy he was a great russian writer and he was passing along a street one day, when a beggar stopped him and pleaded for alms, and the great Russian searched through his pockets for a coin, but finding none, he regretfully said, "Please, don't be angry with me, my brother. But I have nothing with me. If I did, I would gladly give it to you." And the beggar looked him in the face and had this weeping face about him, or flamed up, is what this says. And he said, "You have given me more than I asked for. You have called me brother." I'm going to tell you, there's some people out there that we meet every day that would just love to hear someone call them a name, their name. To address them as a friend or hear something that's positive. See, we should be generous with our kind words. We should be generous with more than just our money, but we should be generous in the acts and the things that we do. Generosity. See, life is giving, not getting. Getting. I know that's the opposite of what we are raised in this culture. Listen, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. Think about that. John Wesley had this for his rule of life. He said this, Do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. And I tell you this morning that God grows generous people. Look at His Son. Jesus held nothing back for you and I. I think you'd have to agree with me this morning that He was very generous in what He gave you and I. He gave us exactly what He said He came to do. He came to destroy the works of the devil and also He came to give you life and give us life more abundantly. He was generous. Didn't have to do it. Amen? He could say, ah, Lord, pick some second-class angel to go down there. No, he says, I'll go. He was generous in all that he'd done. Fourth thing this morning is the word go. The word go. Speaks of ministry. 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 1 Peter 4.10 As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold manifold grace of God. Speaks of ministry. To go in ministry. You know, I can think way back when I got saved. I was going to that church in, in Spearman and I was sitting behind some of the evangelists and I was singing and and I've always had this voice, it's just extremely loud. And I was singing, and, and they told the, the pastor, Brother Ray, he says, Hey, Billy, can sing a little bit. And the next thing I knew, I was I, I just barely been saved. Next thing I know, I'm up on the platform about a month later, leading worship in my Wrangler jeans and my cowboy boots. And the next thing I knew is that. I was teaching an adult Sunday school class. I'm talking about green. But I just wanted to be willing to do what the Lord called me to do. And I looked out there in that adult Sunday school class, I looked at people like Sister Nadine had been in the faith forever, I thought, who can I teach? And I was there, and, and, and the way I got there is Brother Ray says, hey, would you fill in for me one Sunday morning? And he never came back to the Sunday school class. That's the same way I led worship. I was just going to fill in one Sunday morning and and the guy never came back to lead worship again. Well, what I'm saying, I had a willingness and I think that's what all of us should be willing. God has given us gifts. To minister in and your gift may be different than my gift and, and vice versa you may have a gift in accountant you may have a gifting in all kinds of different things but the Bible says this when it talks about when we look at the word go it's talking about ministry it's talking about using the gift that God has given you, you say well pastor I don't sing pastor I don't teach I, or pastor I, I don't want to do anything in front of people fine but can I tell you God has given you a gift Everybody receives a gift from God, and sometimes we don't know we're gifted until somebody stretches us a little bit. I had never led music before in my life. Most times people say, well, you ought to quit singing. Matter of fact, I had one lady tell me that. I was singing when I was little in church when I was about that high, and I was singing, how great thou art, and I was just, boy, I was letting her go. And she looked down at me and said, maybe you shouldn't sing. Broke my little bitty heart. So bad I remember it like it was yesterday. She's in heaven now. But I'm saying today, what we want to do is, uh, everybody needs to be involved in ministry some way. You need to say, hey, I want to maybe for a quarter get involved in ministry. Be a a greeter. we got all kinds of opportunities in-house to be involved. Be a greeter. Be an usher. Get involved in God's gift that He's put upon your life. Not only indoor, but also outside. Come on, outside is a wonderful place too to be involved in ministry. You know, sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we've been out there and we forget what that feels like. I, uh, Gunner, came up with a bunch of eggs, which he's got some of those out there for you this morning, free eggs. We told them, you can't have them before I preach in case you decided to throw them at me. But I had a case of eggs. I said, give me those. I'll try passing those out in my neighborhood. And so I got, first I got one little deal. I didn't realize that they were 15. I thought I was just giving out a dozen. And uh, so I gave it to one family, a couple of those, and knocking on doors, meeting my neighbors. I went to Bonnie, which she's ninety something years old, and she says those are those are more than (laughs) twelve. I said, "Oh, sure enough, (laughs) they are." She knew right just like that when she looked at those. And I gave her some of those. And I went down and met some people I have not met, and told them, "Hey, I'm the guy down two doors down." And then I met a family down on the end, and and they had they said, "Well, I had one of those fifteen or fifteen egg deals," and she, I said, "She, well, that's great. Yes, we have about." Ten kids in here. I said, "You want another?" Oh yeah! And so I got to meet that family. I just say I haven't done that in so long. It felt good to be outside of the doors, meeting people that I haven't met, and ministry outside the walls. That one family says, hey, what I said, well, this is from our church, so what do you do? I said, well, I'm the pastor. Gave them my information. They may show up here. I hope they do show up. That would just be thrilling for me to see them come. But I'm saying, never would have the opportunity if we don't get outside the walls. Am I gifted at talking to people? I might have a gift of gab. I don't know. I've been told that a little bit. But let me tell you something. My gab ain't do me much good here unless I get out there with it a little bit about Jesus Christ. Amen? It's that opportunity to share. It doesn't have to be in your face out on the street corner preaching Jesus. It just has to be the opportunity to share the Lord with somebody. Amen. Amen. Now did y'all get all that? Gift of gab. Okay. But ministry outside is what brings new life into the church. You say, well, pastor, we're just gathering together as believers. What if we gather them up out there? We give them the Lord Jesus as their Savior, and they become believers, then they come gather with us as believers. What What a thought. What a thought. We have opportunities for ministry outside. We have Care Cafe. We have the Adopt the Block that's going on, and then we have the Food Pantry. We've got areas that we're reaching out. You say, well, I don't want to lead it. Hey, fine, just get in and help a little bit. Amen? Because it stands for, for that. Go is ministry. Go. When Rob and I were younger, much younger, I went from leading worship, Sunday school superintendent, wherever they wanted me to work, and I, I now realize God was just training me for the ministry. But I spoke the other day. We had got this old Dodge van that Brother Ray gave us some from Rolla, Missouri, it came out of a salvage yard, and we put some wheels on it, some hubcaps. And long story about the hubcaps—I'm not going to tell you the story about the hubcaps. But anyhow, I thought a church van at least ought to look nice. It represents us, and uh, had put filter after filter on it because the tank was all messed up and because it had rust coming out. But we got her to running, and we went picking kids up for children's church. Hey, Amen. We'd, we'd fill the thing up with kids but it was outside the church. They weren't really just going to come in. We had to get outside the walls. And, and talking about going, ministry, it takes all of us, these indoors and those outside, to, to bring the church and to build the church, to go in ministry. So this morning, if you get one of these shirts, which we're fixing to order some more of these, and you put it on, I want you to understand that gather means as believers. Amen? You may not be able to make all the gathering, but do all you can to be here. And if online is the only place you can gather, gather with us online because we want you to be with us online. Grow. Grow in the Lord. That's what that growth is. I can preach that. Listen, I can preach that one for quite some time. Grow in the Lord and all what that contains and what it means to grow in the Lord. The next is give generously. Let's be givers. Amen? Amen? Let's be givers. You know, one of the best things to be set free of hoarding is to be a giver. Come on, we we got new. We put some new carpet in the bedroom the other day. We moved all the furniture, Robin and I did, into the living room, the kitchen, and we looked at each other and we said, we look like whores. <laughs> we had to move it all back. We might as well have bought another house. But I'm just saying the best way to get free of, of it being covetousness and also being greedy and all that, be a giver. Amen? Be a giver. And the last thing on the shirt is go. Be part of a ministry of some kind. Check. I had Zoe approach me this morning. She wants to be part of the worship team in ministry. Amen? See, you didn't think I'd call you out, did you, Zoe? <laughs> to go in ministry. we got young people wanting to be part of the ministry. And I get it also. As you get older, you probably, can't, you probably don't want to do this ministry. But there's prayer ministry. I'm making a a list every week that you can pray for. Now, don't hold it to me. I didn't get it out there this week. I was going to do it this morning and I couldn't get my internet to work. But I'm just saying there's areas. Amen? I'm going to wear this shirt. Now I know what it means. Gather as believers. Grow in the Lord. Give generously. Go in ministry. My friend, I'm going to tell you, I believe it's what God would have every church to do. Every church. That's how we will accomplish our mission statement.